Brian Beth after too. Appreciate it. So um, the first thing we're going to get started with is we need to have a motion to approve the 2021 board strategic goals established during the July 22nd, 2020 annual goal setting retreat meeting. Can I have a motion, please? Move. So moved. Second. Luciano and Emmett Holtz. Uh, okay. Discussion? I just thought we had a really good discussion. That's my comment. <laughs> that was a great discussion um, that we had last Wednesday um, and really collaborative. So. I totally agree. It was a great, great meeting. So thanks, Lisa. Um, so let's have a roll call. Mrs. Siaccio? Yes. Yes. Mrs. DeVito? Yes. Mr. Emma Holtz? Yes. Mr. Galuccio? Yes. Uh, Mr. Heilman? Yes. Ms. Luciano? Yes. Mrs. Temple? Yes. Mr. Young? Yes. And uh, Mr. Blank? Yes. Okay, thank you. Um, can I have a motion to move into public comment on agenda items only, please? Second. All in favor? Aye. So Luciana, who is second? No, Sharon was first. Oh, Sharon, Luciana was second. Sharon, Luciana. Time may be allocated for public comment at this meeting. Members of the public wishing to address the Board of Education on agenda items must state their name address and the group, if any, that they represent. A member of the public shall not be permitted to speak until he or she is recognized by the presiding officer. In accordance with district policy 0167, each comment shall be limited to three minutes. No participant may speak more than once. No dialogue between a speaker and the board and or superintendent shall extend the three minute time limit provided herein. Although the board encourages public comment and reserves the right through which presiding officer to terminate remarks to and or by any individual not in keeping with the conduct of a proper and efficient meeting. In adherence to protocol established by New Jersey School Boards Association, the board will use this public comment period as an opportunity to listen to resident concerns, but not to debate issues or to enter in a question and answer session. Issues raised by members of the public may require review and investigation and may or may not be responded to by the board or superintendent during the meeting. All comments will be considered and the response will be forthcoming if and when appropriate. I'd just like to say we have some um, guidelines to follow even for public comment. You must come down this row here with the arrow and come to the podium here please. After each person speaks their, or their question or their comment or their statement, they will leave that way and um, um, we end the, the microphone will be clean and we wait for the next person. So we're now in a um, public session. I think really, I was happy to see 
the possibility of having to go to a fully remote system and that there's a commitment to synchronous instruction in that model. So thank you for that. Um, I appreciate it. Um, I missed the last meeting, the goal setting meeting, because I was running my own pandemic response team meeting at the same time. I did want to say, and I know the board has already approved those goals. I'm a little unclear. Are the goals that were approved just now board goals or were those district strategic goals? Because the language in the agenda makes it unclear. They're board goals. They're board goals. Okay. Um, I I will say there's a strategic plan that the district approved when we came last year. Okay, so I just wanted to be to differentiate between board goals and district goals. They're board goals. All right. So I I will say that I was a little bit disappointed that of the three goals, only one of them is tangentially student achievement based. Um, so I would have liked to have seen like a greater emphasis on that, um, especially goal number one, which to me is really more of a task to be completed than than a goal, you know, working toward cons like constant improvement. So just for, for what that's worth. So, uh, but I but I appreciate goal number two uh, very much so, and, and like that it's a two-year goal and it recognizes the unique challenges that are presented this school year. So. So thank you. Um, and last, I just wanted to kind of, um, I wanted to thank Shana for uh, her comment about uh, working with childcare providers and the unique situation that essential workers are in. Ooh, Shana, so, yeah. right? Okay, sorry. <laughs> so, um, all the way here, off in the corner. Um, and the unique situation for essential workers and just kind of remind the board that part of the roadmap does talk about working with childcare partners and recognizing concerns for, and that, in making those decisions that hopefully um, parents who are essential workers, if there is a need to limit red um, availability, that priority would go to families that don't have a choice but to physically be you know, at their place of employment of what's going on. So, thank you. Thank you. I'll go back the other way, please. No, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Thank you. We, we were going to expect kids to follow along. Lackey, <laughs> <laughs> by the I-55 Sharon Road. Thank you for talking about the essential workers and the low-income families. People forget about them. I'm extremely concerned about the fact that tonight's meeting is being held in person. This adds unnecessary health risk in participating in this very important discussion. There is no doubt people are excluded from this discussion due to this risk. I'd like to address two concerns with the school board. First, science is important. The study of diseases and their impact on our children is necessary in ensuring their safety. I hope school board members who are responsible for the lives of our children our hardworking teachers and dedicated staff are utilizing appropriate studies when it comes to decision-making. Right now is not the time to be disseminating demonstrably false information and wild conspiracy theories promoting unscientific claims. It is of utmost importance that the information the board consumes on COVID-19, which forms the basis for the decisions that will impact the health and safety of students and faculty, are from reputable scientific sources. Preferable sources include the CDC, FDA, as well as the New Jersey Department of Health. We must focus on facts. It 
is it possible to separate your personal views from your public service? It's what you're elected on and your personal views are a reflection of how you intend to serve. Second, I was pleased to see the resolution condemning racism that was passed by the board. While this does address matters going forward, it still doesn't acknowledge the damage created when Craig Howman refers to a group Excuse of Excuse me, can you please stick to agenda items only? Well, this is referring to what I read about inclusivity. The board has already addressed that. Please, can you please stick to the agenda? We did have it in the agenda. We did discuss inclusivity and tolerance. Needless to say, but we have addressed that um, in a statement previously. We recently passed a resolution. But the resolution doesn't talk about the fact that Craig Howell called all of us infidels, and he never publicly no, apologized for it. No, I didn't. You're lying. He, he removed, just please, um, can you just please move on? We have addressed it as a board, officially. Okay. It's embarrassing that the resolution had to be passed given the discriminatory climate we're facing today when your own school board member did the exact thing you were condemning. Thank you. Thank you. Outside, 
And then you're talking about free and reduced lunch kits. What are you going to do? Send them home with a to-go bag so that they're labeled a free and reduced lunch bag? That's horrible. What, what, what is the plan then? How are you going to discreetly do that so that these kids aren't singled out? We're working with our food service provider. He and I spoke about that very fact. He's going to come up with a way to, to make that happen. Uh, we may even just deliver them to homes uh, using you know, our vehicles. Yeah, we're, we're aware of that. It's a great point. We do not want to unfairly you know, label those kids. Like I, I understand actually, there's a lot of state things that are beyond your control. I really do. But if, like to say, Prince, well, when Princeton first came out with that plan, we don't have the resources Princeton's fine, but we don't have the resources of Ewing. That doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't. And like I said, what was the random drug testing? How much does that cost? $25,000 or something? To I get can, more tents and other things? I can tell you there's a, uh, a motion tonight. Um, I'm I know, that's the, why I wanted to comment on I'm that. I'm asking the board to, <laughs> to suspend it. <laughs> that's why I wanted to say it now. <laughs> I didn't want to wait till the end because I knew it was in there. I came prepared. <laughs> you know, the little, little kids, they don't sit in front of a screen. And even with... If you can dedicate all to your kid at five, six, seven years old, mommy at home trying to get you to do it is very different from teacher in a classroom. They get a whole different kid. I'm not the only person that has walked into a parent-teacher conference and heard, wow, your kid is just amazing and thought, are you sure? You're looking at, do you have the right kid? It's just, it's a lot. And I feel like we could have done better for the little ones, for the working parents, and the, maybe, and the bigger kids can do, do the hybrid on the same issue. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Good evening, everyone. My name is Nierka Lewis, 56 Eldridge Drive. Um, so much for your thoughtful work. I just can't imagine what you've been going through um, this this past time. So I just I appreciate just how difficult this is, and I appreciate um, what you're doing. Um, and there, it's just never going to be perfect, and you're not going to make anybody happy. Everyone happy. You'll make some people happy. Um, it seemed to me as I was listening to you, Doctor Two, that two is yes. Um, that. The 100% virtual might seem to be the ideal situation. If you could choose, and um, no one knew it was you that chose, it sounded like that would be ideal in terms of education um, for the kids. You're most prepared in that, that fashion, and the teachers wouldn't have to be split in their attention um, to a third, a third, a third. Um, and I wonder if that's something that y'all might consider now that Philadelphia is doing that and um, other districts in Pennsylvania are doing that. Um, even if it's for the first, um, uh, I don't know, is it semester anymore? I don't know. Um, the first few months, right? The uh, marking period or, or whatever. Just a, a thought, you know, if, if that's something to, to think about. Yeah, so great question. I'm just going to speak to that for a second. So unfortunately, with the roadmap back plan, that is not an option that we have to come back. And I would say first and foremost, what was that? For the state, yeah. Um, first and foremost, you know, my number one option would be having all kids back. That we know that kids learn best in a classroom with a teacher, with their peers, of course, right? Um, of the models, yes. If everyone was remote, we can fix the issues, etc. But that's if you know the family situation 
lends itself to kids being on a screen for mom and dad to navigate that with them, and, you know, that perfect environment. But I, I hear what you're saying. Um, but that when the governor um, and the DOE issued the guidance, it's that we have to come back with all students in some capacity and follow those CDC guidelines, which is why we have to split the cohorts because we can't do six feet of distancing, et cetera. So, and, and thank you for your appreciation, but a lot of times our hands are unfortunately tied sure. because we have to follow the guidance. Of course. Um, second question that I have is I, I was wondering whether um, courses that children selected last year that may not be ideal virtually, like choir or culinary, et cetera, might be able to be changed or, or uh, substituted for something that's more instructional that could be more conducive to a virtual environment? So great question. That's a good question. Yeah. So yes. Um, so uh, what we're going to do next week, the buildings are going to send out communication about band and choir and what it's going to look like so that parents can have an informed decision. Because um, we want to keep these programs, they're wonderful programs, especially the younger levels, we want them in there because it's a pipeline for the high school, right? So we think that, you know, it's not ideal, but we think we can work around it and, and do some kind of flipped classroom models and, and really get kids still into band and choir. Um, culinary, also a great question. Um, so if they're choosing the hybrid model, they will be in the kitchen, they will be doing some of that work, etc. Um, but as always, um, kids, once they get their schedules, will be able to, they'll have like a period of time to swap. The issue this year is that's probably going to be a shorter period of time than normal because of all the other components with virtual and in-person and, and class sizes and all of those things. But yes, we would honor that just like we would in a normal school year. Okay. And the last thing is if, if we chose virtual to begin with, we can switch later on. Um, as Mr. Vett said, we want to get, give us three business days, so that way we can talk to transportation, <laughs> the teachers, put them in the right class sections, all of those things. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you.
But most importantly, we want you to know that there is not one Robbinsville teacher or staff member sitting at home right now saying that they do not want to return to their classrooms or schools, that they do not want to teach their students. However, these are unprecedented times that require unprecedented solutions, which means the district must hire more staff. We have heard plenty in our last board meetings about the large amount of money that you have in reserve for an emergency. This is an emergency. Let's allocate some funds to properly staffing our buildings. Thank you for your time and consideration. Thank you.
symptoms are the same as COVID. I'm not sure. I'm an educator, not a health expert. Uh, I'll rely on a health expert uh, and our uh, medical providers to come up with the practices and policies to, to make that happen. It's not going to be clean, I can tell you that. It's just not going to be easy. Um, but you know, we're going to do our best. Absolutely. And I know none of this is, is easy, and we, we will all do our best to, to Absolutely. keep it safe and our it's teachers, going to take teachers and staff and everybody safe. I did remember my other question, um, and that was related to um, special services and kids with IEPs. Um, there was intimation that perhaps some kids with IEPs might get more in-person time than others. Um, and how is that going to be determined? I, I'm assuming this child study team will determine that, but will the parents be involved in those discussions? Um, You're gonna have they, to be, can change yeah. IEPs and, and, and whatnot. But again, we've gotta wait for the staffing survey to be back. And again, thanks to the REA for helping us out and getting that information. Yeah. Great, okay, thanks. Thank you.
All in favor? Aye. Aye. Thank you. Thank you for your questions. All right, so we'll come to committee reports. I ask that each of the chairs just give a brief summary of their um, their notes, their meeting minutes for the, the, the meetings this month. So I will start with education, development, and policy. Mrs. Lisa Temple. Uh, thank you. Uh, I policy met on July 16th. Um, the entire committee was present along with um, Mr. Betts and Dr. Tu. Um, okay, so for first read, yeah, we have random drug testing on as a first read because changes that were made as, um, resulted in additional legal guidance that sent the policy back to first read. Um, a, um, a committee majority, uh, unanimous, are proposing that the um, all time from activities be removed for the upcoming year um, because this will allow focus to be solely on mental health. It honors our administrators and commentary of this is the kids on our radar that weren't there before, removes concerns related to inequities due to COVID related cancellations, and allows to determine efficacy of testing as it's determined. <coughs> um, as Mr. Betts has already touched upon, um, we there is a motion to suspend RDT for the upcoming school year. Um, and you can clarify this for me if I'm mis um, misspeaking. Um, so the recommendation is to move forward with the first, no, hold on. So move forward with the first read and then suspend um, implementation. Okay. Um, there was numerous other um, uh, first reads that were discussed. Um, and I will point out that there were um, some of the um, COVID-related uh, policies that came through from Strauss Esme, which uh, Mr. Betts alluded to in his presentation. There were no recommended changes. Um, the only um, comment we had as a committee was with the personnel records and having access to RE leadership just um, to let them know and voice any concerns with that. Um, we, there is one second read on the policy tonight um, for the school year. Um, that was inadvertently left off of our approval for last month's agenda, so it's just cleaning that up. Um, on an incredibly, incredibly positive note, um, Dr. Two presented the EP test scores, which um, were amazing. All scores were above New Jersey and global averages, um, except for AP French, but that is, um, was related mostly to how small of a testing population that was. So um, all of the um, scores, district average scores, are in the meeting minutes. Um, I know Dr. Two is very proud of how our students performed, especially given the challenges of taking this test remotely. So um, kudos to our students. Um, we did talk about remote learning. I just wanted to highlight on um, highlight on that. We had a great conversation, um, an overview of what 100% virtual learning look, would look like if it's needed at some point in the upcoming school year. Um, key improvements include um, more synchronous learning, including um, daily multiple small group learning opportunities, as well as um, uh, a daily advisory morning meeting, um, which you see in Sharon Khan. It would include enrichment opportunities, um, increased live and individualized instruction during the high school blocks, um, and teachers will actually be um, partnered up in groups of two or three to help develop um, pre-recorded lessons um, to be used um, when needed. So our next meeting is Tuesday, August 11th um, at 6 p.m. Thank you. Um, next is personnel. Ms. Jane Luciano, the chair, please. Thank you. So um, the, the meeting included myself, uh, Ms. Siaccio, Ms. DeVito, uh, Mr. Heilman, and, um, and Mr. Betts, our superintendent. 
two pieces that I'll share with the board. One is the Sharon Elementary uh, Vice Principal position with Nicole Boutier um, taking over the interim principal position at Sharon. That left a vice principal position open and uh, Brian recommended the committee agree to give the interim um, in Sharon to Mr. Passaferro and that would make uh, an interim position open at Pond. Um, and that position will be filled by Mr. Bertel, who will do that in addition to his current role as athletic director. Um, there is no, a new opening, uh, the director of guidance, which um, is for me very sad. <laughs> um, we have lost um, or, or will be losing uh, Lori Rotundo, um, who is the current director of guidance. And just personally, I've gotten to work with Lori, um, since my oldest, who is now 23, started uh, high school as our guidance counselor, and then she became the head of guidance. And um, it's a great loss to our district. Um, but Lori has um, been offered a job she can't refuse. She can walk to work. It's, it's in her home district um, where her children go. Um, and so uh, we will be looking for a new director of guidance. That position. Uh, in the meantime, um, you know we'll be, they'll be dispersing some of Lori's other duties to other people within the school. Um, having said that, uh, our next uh, meeting is Tuesday, August 18th at 6 p.m. Thanks, Jane. Next up is finance facilities and transportation. Mr. Vito Deluccio will give us the update. Scott Vice, Brian Betts, Carolyn Plato, and Gene Tu Janet Tui. Um, in terms of finance, the summer lunch program is continuing, but participation remains pretty small. An average of six to seven lunches per day are being picked up, and uh, the cost is, to the district is minimal. The amount of unspent and of available funds in the 2020 budget is estimated to, to be around $2.6 million, so that's an update from, from last month's. New Jersey recently passed a new health benefits bill that should result in lower premiums starting January 2021. Even though we're not in a state plan, our plan has to provide similar coverage, so some savings is possible, but remains to be determined. The carpeting project at Pond Road Middle School has been completed. The gym floor refurbishing at Pond Road Middle School has been completed, and all other gyms have been top-code-screened top code and recoded. Money for alarm upgrades at RHS was budgeted for $100,000. We anticipated this project to cost considerably less than budgeted. Uh, we anticipated this project to cost considerably less than budgeted. Some of the savings is being used to repair storm drains and sinkholes between RHS and the access road between the uh, Pond Road Middle School. Sharon Road School replacement of a split heating and air conditioning system will be done this summer and we are waiting on delivery of the units. Uh, the security lighting was installed under the home outdoor bleachers at RHS. Landscaping and mulch is being installed at all three schools and main entrances. And um, all school buses, all buses are going to be washed and thoroughly sanitized. This should be completed by the end of July. Meeting adjourned at 1.20 p.m. 
on August 19th. That's it, thank you. Thanks, Rita. Um, next is community relations, Mr. Chris Emmenholtz. Community relations did not meet this month, and we are next meeting next Tuesday night, August 4th. Okay, thanks, Chris. Thank you. Ad hoc security, Mr. Rich Young. Thank you. We um, met on Thursday, June 25th. Um, we welcomed Brian and our incoming VA, Nick. Uh, we introduced them to our Robinsville Police Leadership Team. They also met the SROs and talked about the duties of the SROs in our schools their roles and responsibilities, what their typical day is like from morning arrival to a dismissal, and other things including security sweeps, their activities, uh, presentations at assemblies, so forth and so on. Um, we talked about our in-house school security specialists, including the principal, Molly Avery, and Tom Bertel. We received an update on Alyssa's Law, which is panic buttons in the schools, where that stands. And then um, lastly, we went through a security update on each and every school with the principals. So it was a productive Thanks, Rich. And negotiations, Ms. Shannon Chacha? Yes, so negotiations, we met with the REA last Tuesday, and I am extremely pleased to report that the board uh, struck a uh, tentative agreement um, with the REA, um, and it's a contract, two-year contract. It's currently pending uh, ratification, um, so more details to come. I just wanted to say this is really exciting news, especially as we're going into a new school year with so many unknowns. I just want to say it's, we're really excited that the board and the REA are working together to show uh, unification. Thanks, Shane. All right, let's move on. Um, I need a motion to approve the minutes from June 23rd, 2020 exec session. So moved. Oh, not yet, hang on. And a motion to approve the June 23rd, 2020 public session. <laughs> Who said that? Uh, uh, Temple DeVito. Temple and DeVito. What do you got here? Temple and DeVito. Okay. Very Dis good. Discussion? Roll call, please. Uh, Mrs. Siaccio. Yes. Mrs. DeVito. Yes. Mr. Emma Holtz. Yes. Uh, Mr. Galuccio. Yes. Mr. Hyman. Ms. Luciano? Yes. Mrs. Temple? Yes. Mr. Young? Yes. And Mr. Vice? Yes. Great, thank you. Can I please have a motion to approve personnel A1 through 10? So moved. Second. Luciano DeVito? Luciano DeVito? Okay, very good. Discussion? Roll call, please. Mrs. Uh, Siaccio. Yes. Mrs. DeVito. Yes. Mr. Emma Holtz. Yes. Mr. Galluccio. Uh, yes, I have a quick question on that. Yeah. Should I wait? Or? Well, this Is there a change to A10N? Oh, sorry. It was Yeah, yeah. It's in B. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You got me nervous. <laughs> Thank you. You said yes, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, 
Ms. Luciano? Yes. Mrs. Temple? Yes. Mr. Young? Yes. And Mr. Weiss? Yes. Okay. So, um, I have a motion to amend B and, no, is that right, B or B10N, thank you. Motion to amend B10N, motion to remove B10N. So moved. Second. Young and Luciano. All in favor? Aye. Aye. B10N is now not being voted on. Okay. Let me see if I get this right. Can I have a motion to approve um, Ed Development and Policy B1 through 11, which does not include B10N, just to be clear? So moved. Second. DeVito and who? And Temple. Discussion? Question. Yes. On RDT, where there's a move to suspend the policy, are we paying for it, even though we're suspending it? No. So no cost is currently. Right. Okay. Thank you. Any other discussions? Comments? All right. Roll call. Uh, Mrs. Siaccio? Yes. Mrs. DeVito? Yes. Mr. Emma Holtz? Yes. Mr. Galuccio? Yes. Mr. Heilman? Yes. Ms. Luciano? Yes. Mrs. Temple? Uh, yeah, yeah, no to B5, yes to everything else. I'm sorry, Mike. No to B5, yes to everything else. Okay. Uh, Mr. Young? Yes. And Mr. Weiss? Yes. Services. That's yeah. a separate little home. You said that? Just, no, it's a separate, or that was that included? It was included. It was included. Yeah, it's just yeah. weird. You said that, so. Yeah. So I make sure. Thank you. All right, so let me catch up. Okay, can I have a motion to approve finance facilities and transportation? C1 to 3. So moved. Second. Luciano Young. Discussion. Roll call, please. Mrs. Siaccio? Yes. Mrs. DeVito? Yes. Mr. Emma Holtz? Yes. Mr. Galuccio? Yes. Mr. Heilman? Yes. Ms. Luciano? Yes. Mrs. Temple? Yes. Mr. Young? Yes. Mr. Weiss? Yes. Thank you. Um, I believe we're in public comment, correct? No, D. Oh, D. Um, but there's no, um, oh yeah, so, is there a roll call for that? Yeah, for D. For D, okay, so, a motion to approve Robinville, Robbinsville Extended Day Program D1. So moved. Second. Luciano yeah. and Heilman. Yeah, thank you. So that's all we have here. Luciano and Heilman. Or was it Sheena? I'm sorry. Don't worry about that one. D1. 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 It doesn't have a chart. So discussion? I just have a quick question. This is as, this is paid out as costs are incurred, right? It's not a flat rate. Yeah, it's coming out of the profits of the revenue, is that? No, I meant 
if, no, yeah, if, oh, if, if we go right, remote, we right. don't still owe that. Not to exceed. Right. right. Okay. Right. Make sure. Any other discussion or comments? All right, roll call, please. Mrs. Siaccio? Yes. Mrs. DeVito? Yes. Mr. Emmaholtz? Yes. Uh, Mr. Coluccio? Yes. Mr. Heilman? Yes. Ms. Luciano? Yes. Mrs. Temple? Yes. Mr. Young? Yes. And Mr. Weiss? Yes. Thank you. Okay, moving along to public comment, agenda and non-agenda items. Can I please have a motion to move into public comment? Second. Heilman Sciaccio. Okay. All in favor? Aye. 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 All right, we are now in public comment.
um, I wanted to thank you guys for everything that you've done. Everything. I please name, sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah, just please say your name. And, and oh, okay. sorry, I thought it was okay. Okay. It's Nusheen. Okay, Nusheen Kanani, 86 Cypress Street. Everybody got that? It's Nusheen. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for everything that you have done. Thank you, Dr. Tu. Thank you, Brian. Good job. A lot of people are still not going to be happy, but get used to it. It's going to happen. So, and you know it, you both know it. And Thursday is the day that a lot of questions are going to come your way, as you know. The first question is that the WebEx, do people have to register? Because right now there is no way of registering. It just takes you to the WebEx and tells you, do you want to join or do you want to sign in? There is no signing in, so join and the meeting has not started. So. That's the first question that I wanted you to address if you can possibly. And the second question that it would be that when Brian was talking that a little girl, four years old, comes to the bus, has a one or three fever, we are still going to bring her to school and they call the parents to come and pick it up. Well, as a healthcare worker, I'm kind of against that because now you are putting the, everybody in that bus in the situation that they do not want to, to have. So that little girl should have a mother or a guardian who puts her on the bus and that should not happen. So in a way, yes, you do not want the bus driver to be the one taking the temperature, but at the same time, you really have to think about that because if you stop it at the bus, the schools are going to be safe, safer, not safe totally, but safer. That's number two. Um, number three, I was going to ask you um, about the money. I think this goes to the veto situation. Okay, uh, I was going to ask you that you were talking about $100,000 here and there, and the money that we had before, and then you guys are going to put in more money to save other things. Can you explain a little bit, because you guys go into your meetings and we talk a little bit, but for me, who are sitting in here, who's sitting in here, it's not very clear, and I would really appreciate, because right now everybody thinks that we have a lot of surplus money that is sitting and is just collecting money at the top of it, so, and they are, that's why they are asking you to put the money into work. It is emergency, so let's put the money into emergency use. So explanation a little bit on that finance is good. That's why nothing uh, rude to you guys, but I wanted to see our new BA, and this is the fourth time I think I'm asking. Not because I don't mind, I mind him. I just want to have shots, I want to have pictures, I want to have graphs, I want everybody coming and yelling at each other. I want to have action. This is Robinsville, we go for action. So let's start having that. Thank you. Three minutes. Yay. Thank you. We'll be seeing the BA. You can explain soon. Right? Yeah, this recreation will start. He's starting here on Monday. You, you, you will see him uh, all over the district. He's very hands-on. Um, he loves charts and graphs, and he'll be sharing a lot of that with you and explain the, the money situation in a way that you know, we all can understand it. To answer the question about the WebEx, Brian, I think it's just a link for now, right? They don't have to register. I haven't clicked on it. So yeah, we're trying to figure that one out. Somebody had texted me earlier. We're trying to figure out the WebEx. Um, we were kind of trick people, and, and no one showed up. But, uh, we'll, we'll work on that. We'll get, we'll get the exact.
exact web, WebEx. And we sent out again. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you for pointing that out.
you're never going to make everybody happy, but I think you're doing the best you can under the circumstances. I wanted to shift to, I did email you a couple of weeks ago, Dr. Betz, on the very topic, you know, this is a policymaking board. I would love to see a policy made on the heels of the bullying work that we have that segues into the public comment section. What I have seen and I observed over several board meetings is there's members of the public that have a personal agenda who then bully certain members of the board. That cannot happen, should not happen. They have a personal agenda, they have to take it outside of public comment that has nothing to do with the students or the staff or the way the schools operate. And I would really like to see that in policy so we end this now. Thanks. Thank you. And it's Mr. Betz, not Dr. But thank you for the credentials. Thank you. Karen Fox, 304 Sharon Road again. I just want to say that motion about the bullying of board members wasting time that this lovely woman made whose name I didn't catch, I second it. And I just want to say, I know I kind of threw a lot at you and tried to get everything in three minutes before certain things were voted on. The communication since Mr. Betzy came in has been, it's actually been beyond night and day. Like, I get replies back on the weekend and you have been very, very communicative and I appreciate it. And I know I'm very blunt, I just say it. I don't sugarcoat, whitewash, whatever you want to call it. I don't do any of it. But you seem to be able to take it and I appreciate that. And yeah, the communication has gotten so much better and I'm sure it's still moving forward. So that's a really great thing. Thank you. And I like your shirt. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I don't see anybody else. So can I please have a, thank you for your comments. Can I please have a motion to close public comment? So moved. Second. Luciano Ciaccio. Oh, you didn't say it? It was me. Oh, Luciano Temple, sorry. I'm listening like this, I can't see. Sorry. Let's move into old business. Is there any old business anyone would like to? Oh, yeah, motion to, all in favor? Aye. Public comment is closed. Old business, is there any old business anyone wants to talk about? Yeah, I just want to make a comment about David Jablonski brought up. I know that people, I think, can only see the top line of those goals and the metrics. Brian, my assumption is we're going to release all of it so that the public can see that there is much more embedded underneath each of those goals and in the metrics. That is more, in my mind, student-oriented. Even in the first one, there's more. We'll post that on the website. Thank you. Thank you, Jane. I was going to say the same exact thing. Thank you. Thank you.
Yeah, I just had a question based on something that was raised in public comment regarding kids with IEPs and if they're only coming in like two days a week, how are we going to fit the specials in? Um, I wasn't sure, like, was there, were we thinking about possibly bringing back all IEP students for a four full days and almost making them like a third cohort so they go in all four days? Is that something that I know you have to look at the numbers? Is that something that's maybe been thought about and then that could really address that issue? especially since they're considered some of the most vulnerable learners? Yeah, great question. Um, you know, uh, aim low or uh, you know, promise low, deliver high, that kind of thing. Um, originally, it's been part of our discussions to, to do something like that. Uh, as we started getting into the Shana, realizing like, oof, you know, we may not have the sort of like teachers to do, to do that thing. Let's wait till we know who's coming back and then move from, from that point. So, yeah, it's on the it's on the list of things that we're looking at. Okay. I think we have to think it outside the box. I said that before because uh, it's a you know, it's a math question, really, right? It makes perfect sense, right? Yeah. There's so much you can't fit into the to that two and a half day box. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Can I ask a question? I just wanted to clarify something that was touched upon, I think, briefly in your presentation. I just want to make sure I fully understood it. If there is an instance of COVID in the school, whether it be a student or a staff member in any capacity throughout the day, whether it's the bus driver, the custodian, or, or a teacher. Every decision you make after then is, is done in conjunction with the Department of Health within Mercer County, so you don't unilaterally make a decision. No, Correct. I, I, okay. I, I would talk to them. You know, realize that the testing now in this country um, is, what, 10-day, 14-day turnaround? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, just think on the news this morning, South Korea was 24 hours. You know, so by the time we get the test back, oh, this student or staff member has tested positive. They've been around the buses and the kids and the teachers. Right, right. Um, that's, that's a problem. So the governor announced, I don't know, yesterday or whatever, there's like 30,000 daily these like rapid testing, like saliva tests through, through, through rappers. Is there, this is not directed at you, but is there anyone looking at the DOE and making those available to the schools? I don't know. You don't know? work with the DOE, there's, there's really nobody there. The commissioner is in our own And it's been uh, a challenge to sometimes get answers to those, those kinds of questions. Okay. So I, I just have a request about um, when you get into the weeds and you know who's coming back, and I would like to see a clearly defined um, plan for our A-class support students in the high school. I'd like to see that really clearly defined because those students really fell by the wayside. Yeah. And half the Department of Education is on furlough as well. <laughs> True. Right. Thank you, Sharon. Um, I just want to say uh, thanks to Brian and uh, Kim for a great presentation, very comprehensive. And just in general, the communication, the level of communication that you've given to the board and the community through emails, uh, social media, which I'll be dialing into on, on Thursday night. Um, it's all stuff that I think parents really are uh, looking for. Um, and there's a lot of information that's out there that um, it helps to clarify with the administration. I know it takes a lot of work, but um, I think you guys are doing a great job. And I just want to say thanks. Thank you. I second that. knowing what you know about what our district is doing, 
school-age child, both of you, would you be willing to send them back to school um, today? The standard I use is I know this is a personal no, choice. Yes, people, right? That's a good question. The standard I use in, in everything I've done with education is would I put my kids into that classroom in front of that teacher in that school? And, and I would. I would send my kids back uh, to the, the hybrid piece of it. Uh, you know, the, the cleaning piece is, is outstanding. Um, you know, is there a risk? Absolutely. But I think, again, that in-person education is, is the best. Um, I, I would absolutely send my kids back to school here based on this plan. I think we're doing it without hesitation. Um, I second everything that Brian said. I wouldn't ask parents to do and come in if I didn't think it was safe for my child. And, um, you know, I get it. Uh, my daycare financially closed. They couldn't open anymore. And so my daughter was home with us for three and a half months, and I had to come back to work. You know, I, we have important decisions to make. And so we shopped around at schools, and I was asking, what are your safety protocols? What are your cleaning protocols? And I'm very knowledgeable now because of all the stuff we're doing in Robbinsville. And I, I feel, and daycares are held to even higher standard, as Brian was they talking about with preschool. I feel that knowing Brian Murphy and his team, like we are on top of things here and I'm very proud of the cleanliness of the buildings and also with Brian, so I'm gonna echo, anytime we have kids in live instruction with their peers and in front of a live teacher, I would take it, I would take it. So even if it's two days a week or whatever, half days, early dismissals, whatever you wanna call them, if you can get here and you don't have any health problems in your immediate family, I would highly recommend doing it. That being said, I know there's a lot of anxiety and stress for parents out there right now. Uh, so my personal choice would be to send, but I get if you, you don't feel comfortable doing that right now. Yeah, yeah this is going to sound really hokey. You know, I drive the end of It's a Wonderful Life. That's the kind of person I am. <laughs> I drive out of, out of town every day after a long day, and the, the air's not working in our offices, and I'm sweating. And I see that sign that says, you know, Arville Proud, we got this. And it, mm -hmm. it does it does me up a little bit. Like, you know what, we do. We got this. We did, and I would definitely send my kids. Yeah, I just want to echo what they all said, too. Um, I really do appreciate all the work that you guys put into this. I know I ask a lot of questions, especially regarding, like, formal populations and special ed, but I really do appreciate all the work that you put into it, and I also appreciate that you are really looking at those populations that are the most vulnerable, so I do <coughs> want to thank you um, for that. Excuse me. Thank you, Shane. Well, just one other question. Do we have to add cleaning assets?
Yes. Okay. So I, just, I just wanted to, to acknowledge and say thanks to Bob, Bob Brown. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> Thanks again, Bob.